0: my name is Carol Delgado I'm in the dance community they know me as Carol Maracas I've been dancing since I was like two years old it hasn't been very easy for me um, just because I feel like you know like there is a stigma of, of what a typical dancer looks like I have like three strikes out, basically. I'm short, I'm chubby gordita, how the de cariño that people like to say. I don't have the nice, beautiful legs that, that people have as far as you know, ballet dancers and whatnot. So every single time I perform, it's 110% because I feel like I've had a lot more to prove. Dancers with Curves encompasses every single dancer. In every culture, there's a different stigma of what somebody should look like. It doesn't encompass just in girls that are thicker, um, and this is something I've come to like realize, like um, later on through a lot of stories that people have shared with me, and a very personal matter. Dancers with Curves means a lot to me because it has allowed me to grow and get out of my comfort zone. Dancers with Curves has affected me in the way that I can actually, because I'm, I'm a dance instructor as well, I am able to put some confidence in some of my girls that feel maybe that there are they, there's a size limit to dancing. I actually joined a dance team as well because she gave me that confidence and that courage. I could be a role model for other girls. And this movement helps us embrace all sorts of shapes, all sorts of colors, and for women to embrace who they are and just break out and show the world who they are, especially when they're dancing. I'm just glad to be in this position to be able to help people, um, to empower people to really like be themselves and not let anybody like get into their heads about like what they should look like.
1: Woo!
2: All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Diamond Rivera of the Live Discussions with Diamond Podcast. And what you just saw was a nice recap of the vision and image of dancers with curves. And tonight, people, before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Tuba Chata Radio, where you can listen to this interview in high quality. And tonight, people, we're taking it from NY to LA. Uh, here, I have an amazing individual a woman that I follow for many years from her time of Ama Latina, Mi Essencia, but also her company, Dancers with Curbs. We have all the way from the LA area, the one and only Miss Carol Maracas. <laughs> Hello. What's up, Carol? How is everything?
0: It's good. It's been busy. It's hot here in LA. It's actually really, really nice today. <laughs> I'm not sure how it is in New York, but it's it's good. Can't complain.
2: Absolutely. Can you, you know, and Carol, as um, many people know, I always love having talks with my artists beforehand and really getting a uh, feel of the land. But also for me, like I told you before privately, how much I've admired your work for so many years as a dancer from NY, uh, the beauty of social media, realizing um, that we have organizations like Dancers With Curves that really has captivated and influenced so many dancers, I would say globally, not just nationally. I mean, realizing, as you've seen, we've had dancers all shapes, all sizes, and realizing the the beauty and the talent that is on, that comes on those stages every time, and people like yourself Continue to inspire, um, and realizing too, I think tonight as well, having this talk, people can have a better understanding of who Carol is more than just what you do on the stage. And I'm definitely happy tonight we can really celebrate your success.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, and again, I'm honored just to be here and being able to share my story and and my experience, and and yeah, it's great. Obviously that people see me as a dancer, but I, you know, I do have, I am a person, I have other stuff going on too. So it, it's its definitely nice to, to have this platform. So thank you for, for this.
2: Absolutely, I mean, also Thuringa, I, I think it really helps when you have a person in the dance community that understands the experience, understands the trials and tribulations, the hectic schedules, rather than just the person who's like, hey, I have a platform, let me just interview you, I saw a video and just tell me everything. For me too, I really focus on studying my guests and realizing how many—not just how many stages you've just ripped and electrified, but really the amount of influence that you've really, um, maybe intentionally or unintentionally, have just pushed um, among many dancers that I've even come across. Realizing many people that I've talked to have recommended Um, me, maybe intentionally or unintentionally, have just pushed um, among many dancers. And it's really it's really amazing to see that a person like yourself, like you say, uh, in that video, you go 110% and realizing how important that is as a dancer, because many of us who deal with those issues of body image and body positivity, we always feel like we have that chip. And I mm-hmm. feel... Talking to an artist like yourself, it means so much to me because as a dancer for 25 plus years, I dealt with that. I dealt with that stigma. I dealt with those issues, but I really persevered. Especially in New York, I felt like I did make a name for myself on that stage every time I wanted to give 110% because it was always a feeling that someone would just find something wrong. (laughs) You know, and I definitely feel at least tonight as well, realizing where the journey started is really my focus as well, because people can see um, all of the content, but realizing where the vision came from is so much more important. And as I, as we talk tonight as well, we'll be having live comments coming in. For example, Miss Ivana Velasquez giving some love out here.
0: My girl.
2: Yes. (laughs) One of
0: my curvy babes, as I call her. She's on my dance team.
2: Yes. And here what she says is a true inspiration. I definitely definitely (laughs) hold that true. So, you know, definitely how I love starting my talks is, let's take it way back. Let's take it back to, you know, the beginning before dance really came into your life and understanding who Carol truly is.
0: Well, to be honest, dance is been part of my life since i was two (laughs) my mom put me in dance classes since i was little she she already knew i was gonna dance was gonna be some some part of my life but yeah i mean dancing has you know is is my motivation and my inspiration for for everything it's who i am you know and i in high school i you know i was in dance and in college i was in dance um i think that's in college is when i started getting more of the um the backlash as far as, mm. you know, because of my weight. I've always been, this has been my body type the in my yeah. entire life. I've never been at a point where it's like, oh, I was thinner before or I was mm. way bigger. I've always kind of been in a general area where I guess they call me, oh, she's thick. You know, that's mm-hmm. what they call, she's thick. You know, thank, thank my mama for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, got to give props for that because, you know, I... You know, it's my body. And, you know, obviously if I want to change my body, you know, I've always had that option as, as anybody else has, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, but in, in college, I guess is when it first started. I, I tried out for the, um, the dance team. Mm-hmm. I went to Loyola Marymount university. It was a private Catholic school.
2: Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off, but that was actually the school I applied for to go yeah. to college. Th- was it, it's in California, but it's yeah, like, it's in, it's in LA. Yes. I definitely remember that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it um I got I got put on the wait list basically. Mm. And it was kinda like, why? Well, I was so much better than so many people. You know, <laughs> not that I think I'm like, you know, the mm-hmm. ish or anything, but I'm like, yeah, like I'm pretty good, you know. And you know, it's I think um growing up, I don't I don't think I ever had um an issue as far as like my parents never treated me differently my friends when i was younger you know for cheer and junior high i did all of that so i uh, not until like again i started when i was a little older i started seeing that stigma i did actually mm-hmm. at, at lmu um i went i got my my minor in dance Mm-hmm. So I, I majored in business. Um, so that's something else I don't know if people don't know, but I am an accountant during the day and a dancer at night. So I, I ended up getting my MBA. I'm, I'm an accountant. So that's what makes me my money right now. I
2: mean, <laughs> wish I
0: could dance. Dance. play <laughs> dance does it for me. What
2: is dancing or accounting? You're still dealing with numbers. So I think yes. that's important. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Um, but yeah, so then I, but I knew dance was, I had to put dance in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So for sure, in, in college, it was it was a huge deal for me. I did jazz, I did ballet, um, I did hip hop. Hip hop was actually one of my biggest influences and it still is. Um, yeah. When I do my bachata, I fuse a lot of it with hip hop or any yeah. of my dances recurs routines, you kind of see a glimpse of it because I, I just, I gotta, like hip hop's my ish, so yeah. um but that's when I kind of like I tried out for (laughs) backup dancer for to be a backup dancer for Janet Jackson Mm. I think that was my first like rude awakening of like any kind of auditions where basically you stand in line like a herd of cattle and just like go especially if you're not represented by an an agency which is something Mm -hmm. else actually I've never tried to do and I think that's part of my insecurities because Boy, I have insecurities. A lot of people think just because I have, you know, this organization and I have this movement that like, oh, you have so much confidence. And I'm like, I go through my days, too. So, I, you know, it, I think that's where it all starts. You know, it's like you you go from somewhere from being like, well, I don't think I'm good enough for that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I was never good enough to be represented by an agency because of the way that I looked, you know, like, I'm like, I have no way like someone's going to look at me compared to somebody else that is supposed to look the right way, you know,
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: think nowadays it's a little, you know, a little bit more inclusive, I would say we're we're getting there. Um, because there's a lot of representation coming out for sure. Um, But you know, in when I was growing up and it's funny, uh, one thing is like, cause I say, oh, back then a lot of people don't know how old I am, (laughs) (laughs) how before you were. So a lot of people think they're like, oh, I thought you were like 20 something or whatever. I'm like, well, that's great, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So I do go, I do go way back when, but um. But yeah, I think that's when when it kind of all started for me. And and um, coming out of college, I I wanted to dance. I, I just didn't know what to do. I actually um, was my sorority actually today's my founding day for my sorority sisters mm-hmm. and um, Sigma Lambda Gamma National Sorority. I was a founder at Loyola Marymount University. So um, I did a stroll
1: step yeah.
0: team for like over five years that was a competition team and that was part of my dance background and experience. And
1: Mm. there
0: I actually didn't experience any discrimination. That was something different for me. Um, Coming into the bachata and salsa arena is a completely different story. So it definitely caught me a little bit more off guard. I think um, back in college, it wasn't as bad obviously, Mm but um, because, I mean, all I did was compare myself to people and, but I I would get recognition. Well, now when I was in my classes and my instructors, you know, were also told me, Hey, like you're pretty good, you know? And, but I think, um, my shot came once more when I was in the bachata salsa scene Mm -hmm. Um, when I eventually, I was so excited. Actually my first team, I don't know if you know, if you know this, but my first, first team bachata team was Island
2: touch. Wow. Wait, the LA that's why you look so familiar before that okay (laughs) that makes perfect sense
0: that was my first i was so excited i was like oh my gosh i made a bachata team (laughs) and island touch in la and that's when i met alemana Mm -hmm. and and ataca because they you know it was the first franchise also um so you know i got to meet them through there and and then from there i went to um from there, I went to PDO, Paso de Oro Dance yeah. Company.
2: With Alejandro um, Rey.
0: With Alejandro Rey, and at the time, um, it was Jessica Trujillo, who was the um, his partner at that time. And I trained mm-hmm. under her. And then after that, I I did Alma Latina. That's when I, um, in between, I kind of did uh, the Alma Latina San Diego team. Um, and then I would, eventually I, I Spoke to Gabby and Gabby Eckies, who's I mean, you guys know she's a world champion she's amazing at what she does. Um, so um, I asked her because they started posting about doing um, we're looking for directors for a franchise. And mm-hmm. and that's when I was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> F it, why not? I, I'm gonna <laughs> ask, you know, why not? And she was excited about it and she's like, Oh my god, you know, I you know, I love having you on our team yeah. and I think you'll be great, you know, and and so that's how I started in the bachata scene basically yeah. as, you know, kind of like a name for myself is being the um the director of um, latina LA alongside mm-hmm. my then partner who was Willie Barton. Um so but that's when that's when things really hit the fan as far as when when people start looking at you in more of a professional light. Yeah um i've always i mean performance wise i think a lot of people recognize me performance wise because like i you know mentioned in the in that intro video it's a great video um i i have i feel like for myself i have a lot more to prove yes so i am like well i'm i'm different i'm 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 gonna be different there's no way that i'm gonna change the way i look now you know like at the present moment you know and so I got to do with you know, this is my talent. And I know I have something to share. And this is what I'm, when, and I always tell my dancers the same thing, like, it doesn't matter. We're not talking even about body or yeah. anything. It's just, anytime you get a chance to do what you love, you know, as far as even dancing goes, you get up on stage, even at practice, you never know when your last day on this earth is. Yeah. And you want to go like, like, knowing that you did your 110%. So you want to make sure every time you perform, You give it your all because you never know when it's your last time to be able to perform. Because there's a lot of people who, you know, have a missing leg and arm and Mm -hmm. can't do the same thing as you, don't have their health, aren't able to do stuff. And, you know, it's a blessing, you know, and um, I always got to, you know, let my students know, like, be thankful and blessed, you know, and and I am. So that's why on top of that, Mm -hmm. it gives me even more motivation to be like, I'm going to go all out, you know. And I think that's what I was or have been well known for. And aside from that, you know, and I do have my background and my training that mm-hmm. helps me, I think, is is a catalyst in that. Um, but but yeah, so once I started doing professional videos of routines mm-hmm. with, with my partner Whaley, that's yeah. when I started getting the commentaries on on yeah. videos because this the video started going viral. Yep. you know like, oh look uh, a short chubby girl with a tall skinny guy and and it's like you know the it wasn't as bad back then than it is mm. than it was when my video with carlos and Mesquale went yes. viral, which is that's the one that kind of put me more on the map mm-hmm. but um it, it's it's funny because there's a lot of people who feel so comfortable behind the screen saying certain things and commenting on videos and being like, oh, well, like she looks like a, a rhino with heels or an elephant with heels. Like there's so many different comments that now I laugh at it because, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, it's like, well, it's because I feel like they're haters, you know?
2: I mean, Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, yeah, it's because you can't do what i do right because you're not in that same position yeah
2: i mean I, I definitely agree i definitely agree i know i'm sorry to cut you off like
0: no no it's just, fine
2: just realizing as well i, I call them internet warriors because there's they, they can have these comments and I'm not gonna lie to you um i've been victim to that but yeah. as a new yorker um the city is big but it is small And I've actually caught some of those people at same socials and we have (laughs) conversations and things get settled. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's um, realizing is that like, like what you just said, you can actually flip that and make it into a positive because we realize also as dancers that insecurities do lie. But I think also the biggest thing is we are our harshest critics.
0: Oh, definitely, absolutely. You know, yes.
2: and it's, <laughs> you're all, I'm
0: always judging, especially women. <laughs> they always judge themselves the most, I
2: mm-hmm. you know, and, and being, as you said, also in your dance career, you've been dancing since you were two years old. And right now you're saying turning 40 and realizing within those 38 years, all of that experience that you have realizing as well, I'm assuming you grew up in the L.A. area your whole life. Yes. And what most people don't understand, I think New York and L.A. are very closely related, especially when it comes to entertainment and especially when it comes to the dance world. Very cutthroat, very, um, you know, you have to be the best of the best of the best. Um, But also, too, I think that's where you really dig deep and really find your true self, because you're going people who go to many auditions there's always something the casting director wants. There's always something the director sees in someone. Um, And like you said too, over the years, inclusivity has been more prominent because years ago there was an aesthetic of how men and women should look. Mm -hmm. I was told that uh, as I was young, but I also realized there were people that looked just like me that now we're getting those positions to put other people that look like them in place. And I think that was a game changer over the years. My question to you is now, while you were in college and doing dance primarily also your whole life, that experience, and I'm really intrigued to know that experience of the stepping and the strolling and being a sorority in a, in a sorority, what was that really that overall experience like for you?
0: Oh my gosh, I I it was one of the best times of my life, honestly. Mm-hmm like i would it's something different you know it's definitely different from from bachata and salsa because it's all it's hip hop and you know i i was i did the i was the coach for the competition team so we're i'm more in competition mode at that point than you know doing like a performance you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like, choreographing a step stroll routine is different than a bachata salsa routine it's strolling i don't know if you guys know but strolling you literally have to do choreography in a line yeah it's kind of like line dancing, but it sounds funny to say line dancing because it's not like country line dancing. Yeah. It's literally, you have to keep going in a circle. It's like, it's as if you go to a fraternity sorority party and you see, literally, it's kind of like the movies. Like, I don't know, like Drumline (laughs) and stuff where you see them, like all of a sudden, like, you know, the frat or the sorority Mm -hmm. girls start doing a chant and, you know, in the middle of a party and start dancing around the room, basically. yes 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 <laughs> so and <laughs> it, it, it's funny because a lot of people aren't aware but mm-hmm. but yeah like it was definitely i did it after i graduated college honestly mm. so this was me like older i was coaching the girls who were in college but yeah. i was competing too so um and it's different because it's also like there was an la new york like east coast west coast battle Oh. Kind of, thing where, yeah. Like the New York girls are fierce. Like New York mm-hmm. girls, just in general, are fierce. But the dancers are like, dang. Like our biggest competition were the East Coast, like sororities, and we were like definitely intimidated. So, but that was that. That kind of drove me to be yeah. like, all right, let's get our let's get our shit together. You know, like we're gonna be good. You know, and mm-hmm. and our last competition that we did, which was in um in Miami actually mm-hmm. ironically, the hotel where we competed is now was actually former the hotel that they were using for the World dance Cup, the world oh. Latin Dance Cup. the same exact hotel it's it was in um I forgot what it was called, but it was in Miami so mm-hmm. it, it was very ironic <laughs> <King> <laughs> kind of but um but yeah the last competition we beat out our East the East Coast girls and it was like, whoa, it was like a huge deal, you know, to us mm-hmm. and and it, but in, in that realm, that kind of dancing, like there's, there was never an issue as far as, you know, um, body image went. It was yeah. literally, you know, about the sorority fraternities, that was it. Like no one cared unless you brought it and that was it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Um,
0: because you know, honestly, people don't do it on a professional level. It's not like you have professional competitions for this, you know, because this is all at collegiate levels, you know, and it's it's a whole different animal. So, so people don't care about that back then. And I think that's why I was in such a great um moment of my life because it just not that none of that mattered. None of that mattered. Mm. And And then that's why I told you, once I got into the bachata scene, it was a whole different story.
2: Oh, yeah. It's a (laughs) a whole different beast. I would say is that uh, from my experience of being a salsa dancer and transitioning into the bachata world, I mean, they kind of go hand in hand in a sense, but the atmosphere, I think, is really different. And like you said, your experience with dance from when you were young and then going kind of, like you said, into hip hop. I totally see now the correlation of how you choreograph and how you put things together, but also the effort and how you put it. Because for me, what really intrigued me, I did tell you, I, I saw you in that viral video, but when now you brought back the touch and you brought back Alma and you brought back Mia Sensi, I was like, now it, now it made perfect sense and, and PDO as well. I was like, wait, I've seen you before, but now I just had to put people <laughs> together. But also, it's it's amazing because you have different types of dancers. You have your social dancers, you have your performers, but then you have your performers that will go to one company, kind of stay there, but there's also others that want that experience of having different teachers, different disciplines, um, and you having the opportunity to be trained with Gabby, trainer with Roxy, training with Alejandro, and etc even with your hip hop experience is so valuable because i think that's really a lost art form for the last 10 years whether it's in new york or abroad i've seen it now as a videographer i see it even more yeah um, and it's the harsh reality um and you living in la your whole life um people from new york like us we have we always want to know is that quote unquote um, harsh reality of like the L.A. dance scene? Is it real? Um, like what, is it, what does it mean to kind of be like an L.A. dancer? Is it really that rugged, like really cutthroat lifestyle or is that kind of a little bit fabricated?
0: So I actually used to train also, I used to go to classes at um, a studio called Debbie Reynolds Dance Studio. Yes. And and it's comparable, I guess, to the Millennium Dance Complex yeah. kind of classes. And again, now that's a whole other dance environment. <laughs> so that's more of the commercial mm-hmm.
2: environment
0: than than the salsa again dance scene. And I think that's where um, I I for myself was like, mm. I'm not going to be able to make it in this in this industry. Like I loved, you know, obviously the classes there are legit. Like everything is like quick. Like you have to pick on pick up quick or you know like you, you're not going to be noticed you know like at all and that if they're even more cutthroat i i believe in more of the commercial realm um it was definitely fun i you know i had my monthly pass for debbie reynolds dance studio yeah. um and i went there all the time and actually that's when i started I took a salsa class at one of their—I forgot who it was with—but um, that's when it, that's what kind of sparked my interest in like, oh, maybe I should go into the Latin scene, and, and I—that's when I started searching for bachata and salsa and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's—it's it's definitely I felt at, for me at that time, like I said, like I—I I knew that I wanted to do something with my life with dance, but I'm like, I don't know if it's gonna be here because. It, it's definitely not for the faint at heart. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it is definitely a special industry that, like, it, it's again, it's hard to make it through, like, for certain mm-hmm. things. And I think that's why, for me, I was very intimidated to even be represented by an agents an agency because agencies are more for those commercial dancers that yeah. are going to be put in, like, you know. Backup dancers. Like my goal as when I was younger was to be a backup dancer for a reggaeton artist. Because okay. I'm like, oh, they're gonna like thick girls for those sh- those kind of shows, you know, like I'm not gonna, like, Donna Donna gonna Donna be, Donna no. be no Justin Bieber backup dancer or, like, <laughs> or Britney Spears or something. So <laughs>
2: oh my God. I mean, to be honest, I, I totally understand what you're saying of you understood the positions you were in, like when you're saying about the understanding of being a backup dancer for a certain genres yeah it's understood because you have a your the ideal understanding is you know the positions that people can be put in because people or directors are looking for a certain something
1: mm-hmm.
2: and for me too as well with new york and la um realizing the amount of talent there is but i think the biggest hurdle that many artists and creatives face is the mental block the mental aspect because if you can do all the physical, great. If you have the physical features that the directors want, great. But mentally, you have to put yourself in that position to win because you realize you have, like you said, you being in those those times of being in the, the line with hundreds of other people just waiting for that opportunity. It's not easy. Uh, but realizing like yourself that you've been through those experiences, so you know what it's like. And you kind of answered my last, my next question, which I was going to ask about how you got into dance and realizing, like you said, from the Debbie Reynolds, you took a salsa class, that piqued your interest. So Mm -hmm. do you kind of, I mean, and how should I say So do you remember your first social that you went to?
0: Oh, social. I don't like, I remember my first Congress.
2: Okay. What was it? I that?
0: remember my first Congress was the LA Bachata Festival.
2: Oh, that's, um, a, that's a,
0: that's <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it was so shout out to Jorge and Leslie, <laughs> who are the organizers of LA Bachata. And actually, they're one of the first ones to believe in my, you know, and what I do and yeah. me as a person and hire me as an artist. So I'm very thankful to them, especially in the L.A. area, because it's my hometown, you know, and yeah. I'm very thankful for them that they still have given me the space whenever, you know, when, when we've had L.A. Bachata Festival, hopefully yeah. next year, um, that they did give me my, my my, you know, the opportunity to, mm. to represent me and my company. And I will forever be thankful for that. But, um, but yeah, I remember going to the L.A. Bachata Festival. I don't even know how probably if on Facebook or something that I, you know, mm-hmm. knew about it. I wasn't on a team or anything at, at that time, I think. But, like, I remember going to, like, the vendor tables and I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy all this stuff. And they were, like, <laughs> caliente stuff. I'm like, I had stuff from, like, so many different teams and, like, stuff that I was just, like, I was just so excited to Either, yeah. You know, like, and just be a part of something. Like, I'm like, I feel like I I belong here. I feel like this is my 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 culture. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, something about it, it. Like that atmosphere is like, I felt like, wow, like, I think I can be something here. And I, this is like, I felt at home. I felt yeah. like my dance home. I like, I had discovered my dance home. And you know, I'm I'm Costa Rican. Yeah. Um, I was born in Costa Rica. And, um, but I was raised in LA, so, you know, salsa, salsa's always been a part of my life. Um, bachata I discovered later, honestly, yeah. um, cause it's not really huge. It wasn't at that time, wasn't something big in Costa Rica. So, you know, um, my dad actually, I grew up with like, um, uh, what is, what is it, uh, not, I, was gonna, I can't even think of boleros. Oh, I, love,
1: gotcha. I love
0: boleros, like boleros and salsa. So that's, that's what I knew when I was growing up. So my dad was the one who actually taught me how to dance salsa, um, And and for, so for me, like in that kind of atmosphere, I was like, whoa, like, this is so cool. Like, I wanna be a part of this. And I think that's when I started also researching about teens because like, I and I, I went by myself too. I don't even remember going with anybody. And I met at that time, I met Jen. Jennifer, who was part of um, like from J Squared.
2: Oh yes, Jen. I know you tomorrow. And, I know.
0: and yes. uh, she was part of Pura Vida. Uh yes.
2: with Mikey and with Mike, yes. Together. Absolutely. Yes.
0: So I met her because I saw I saw that their team said pura vida. I'm like, hey, are you guys Costa Rican?
2: Yeah, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, she's half. Jen is okay. half Costa Rican. So wow. Yeah. So I sparked a conversation with her and that's how I met her. I met her years ago. And cause I'm the type of person, I'm just like my mom, I'm a social butterf- a butterfly. Yeah. And I'll just talk to anybody, which is, you know, I guess part of <laughs> me as a dancer, that's how, like just how it's been. I communicate that way, but
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: like I started talking to her and, and, you know, she was talking about the teens and they're, they're from New York,
2: right? New, New York or New Jersey? Yeah. No, they're from New York. Um, okay. Yeah. This was, and to be honest, I, I had an interview with Mikey about Pura Vida and realizing Pura Vida was one of the first bachata, mainly bachata teams in New York. I mean, that kind of really helped start things off and pushed at it. at that time, time, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. At that
0: time. yeah. You know. and, and that's, that's, and I think, you know, um, that's how I kind of like started searching for bachata yeah. um, groups. And I think that's when, you know, that's when I found Island touch and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, I, I, maybe that was my first social at the yeah. Congress.
2: I mean, I, that's amazing for your first, like,
0: yeah, that's
2: a, that's a, that's a heavy hitter. I mean, to like, yeah,
0: because I honestly don't remember going to actual like local yeah socials until like, I started being part of a team. And then that's where they're like, oh, we're performing at these local, you know, restaurants or clubs or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I never knew this. Like, I don't know. It's like Steven's Steakhouse.
1: Yes. Like I there's remember. this place called
0: Steven's Steakhouse. And literally, you know, my parents live in Norwalk, which is literally like less than 10 minutes away from Steven's and I always mm-hmm. pass by there. And I, it always says, you know, steak, steak and dance. And I'm like, dance. I'm like, what kind of dancing <laughs> are they gonna have there? Yeah. You know, like. I literally never thought of anything of it until like I started being part of these teams and they're like, okay, we're, we we'll, are going to the social at Steven steakhouse and we're performing. I was like, like what? Yeah, at that, Steven Ste- like- steakhouse? <laughs> like for real? <laughs> and then, you know, you find kind of like, it felt like an underground club. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, there's actual a bunch of people here dancing, so like, it was, it was very interesting for me to get into that. Now it's normal, obviously. It's like, yeah. but but back then it was definitely something something wild for me. But um, but yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. No,
2: it, it definitely answered my question and more because now it helps me understand. Is that I mean, even though like you said, as a dancer, you've gone through your mental battles, realizing that in that circumstance you really persevered because a lot of people. Would be very intimidated for their first ever event going to the L.A. Bachata Festival. Um, it could be intimidating, especially if you're not familiar with the steps and you're just kind of that uh, wallflower stuck there. Just and when that person asks you to dance, you don't know what to do. And you know, realizing like you said, you being a social butterfly. Net in reality, it was networking. It was networking for yourself before you really started to make a name for yourself. You then like you said, started with Island Touch, and of course, over the years, you've gained more experience. So now my question for you is, with the experience you've had with Island Touch and various other companies, when did you find it within yourself to say, I think now I can start doing couples, like my own personal work with someone else?
0: Um, you mean like my own dance company or you mean just in general like partner work?
2: Yeah, like partner work. Was the dances or with your own company was that created before like the collaborations with Carlos and the other gentleman?
0: after my two partnerships
1: mm-hmm.
0: Zuzueli and with Carlos. So that came after um so i was already doing partner work and whatnot before then um i think island touch was a partner work team um at that time too uh we didn't do just shines it was a, it was an actual partner team um and then alma was too and, and so pdo and all my mm-hmm. all the other teams were all all partner based um but once um i forgot Oh, actually, when I met Zwayli, um, I don't yeah. know if you know William Carpenter. i um, heard of him. He's yes, yes. Um, William Carpenter was the one who introduced Zwayli to me. He's like, oh, there's mm-hmm. this one girl who I like. I love her energy, yeah. and you guys would look. I think you guys would be great together because you know is also a great performer. He has great energy as well, mm-hmm. and I. Uh, William was the one who introduced us, and we're like, "Hey!" And that was during the time where I had seen about the um, the Alma Latina uh, franchise, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, you want to do this?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's going in and out. Let me. It's yeah. really quick. No worries. <laughs> Did that work? I think it did. Okay, so sorry,
2: guys. <laughs> no, 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 it's not a problem. And it's, it's funny that we're talking. About, everyone, oh no, don't
0: leave!
2: It's all good. No, the funny <laughs> thing is, as we're talking, guess who is here? The one and only Carlos.
1: Oh, Carlos! <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you uh, also you were talking about the experience, of course, with Alma and starting with that franchise as well.
0: Wait, it's breaking up. I'm sorry. What, it is? <laughs> what did you say?
2: No, no, it's fine. No, um, basically about the, I know you, if you had done Island Touch, and then I remember you were talking about then uh, you then working with Amalatina, and then that experience as well.
0: Yeah, and I was talking about, like, my partner, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, we ended up. Uh, we actually, the routines that we did were graphed by um, Jonathan Ibarra from, um, from Alma Latinas because, mm-hmm. I mean, we were already working with Alma Latina, so we're like, okay. Um, and I completely love, obviously, I par- was part of Almatina Latina because I love their style and yeah. I still love their style. Their style is unique and very amazing and they're super talented.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so um, that's where my partnership started um and but dancer curves came out of something surprising so i don't know if you want to go into that absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> if
1: you had any other no, but, no no um,
0: but yeah i i there's so there's G-
2: sorry everyone i think the internet probably just tuned out but we're but gonna get Jane her right <laughs>
0: This was going to be the new face of G. Franco. And you, what you have to do is is upload a video. And, and at that time, I had a routine out with Whaley, or I think it was our second team. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I mean, let me try, I guess, you know? Like, so yeah. I uploaded the video and, you know, see everybody else who was posting their videos and stuff. And I was like, dang, like, like everyone's so good, you know, like like, how am I gonna like win something like this? Again, like me, me and my insecurities thinking, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I don't look like anybody else, you know, like it's, you know, I'm not, I, like I felt like I wasn't at that level, you know, where seeing so many other professional dancers in the scene that have been in the scene for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, when you see yourself as a dancer, sometimes you don't see what other people see, you know? it's it's hard for you to reflect and, and accept certain things you know mm-hmm. where it's like you know i've i've gotten commentaries and like oh you're so great you know like you yeah. just your presence is so different and i'm like oh thank you you know like but to me it's like i'm like i'm nowhere where i want to be you know you're always you always like you said you're you're what you're your worst critic so you never yeah. think you're in the right place you know for yourself and you know and again me thinking i'm like well I have like, you know, I can't win something like this. I don't look like, you know, like anybody else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then um, I thought I was, I had my, uh, Joe Kiones was part of, uh, she's actually one of my mentors. Um, I was like, oh, like not forget. I was actually on Diva I don't <laughs> know if you were a team. Yes, but I've Diva heard Chata, is,
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Diva Chata was, it was made by Kathy Reyes and Joe Quillones. Nice. And they were also my instructors. Um, I was doing that at the same time as I was doing PDO. Um, wow. That was an all ladies team. So mm-hmm. um, I mean, definitely, like Joe helped me through a lot. She's been amazing. She's an amazing instructor. I think like she's completely underrated a lot of times. Like mm-hmm. she should yeah. be hired for way more stuff than I think. Yeah. Um. But uh, but yeah. So <laughs> what was my point? I went on.
2: <laughs> no, you were talking about the dances oh, so heard, and that motivation she, for
0: that she was helping me with my marketing campaign for, mm-hmm. for G. Franco. Yeah. So she, and we were like, like you know, because it was up to the top, I think top top ten, and mm-hmm. I got chosen, and I was like, whoa, like, what's gonna be my marketing strategy? What am I gonna do so people can vote for me? And hi, Shadé. I saw Shanae in there too. Some of my <laughs> other girls. Say I love you guys. <laughs> um, and and basically that's why I was like, well, I am different. That's what makes mm-hmm. me stand out. Like you know, I don't want to look like anybody else. I never have looked like anybody else, and I'm and I've always been okay with that. You know, mm-hmm. I just you know I needed to push that more. I needed to 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 be more confident in what I was doing. And obviously mm-hmm. I've already had come this far, you know, I, I'm a director of a, of a franchise, of a dance company, a world dance company, world yeah. champion dance company. That says a lot, you know, like, you know, where's your head at, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, it's all, it's just that confidence in yourself where it's like, no, you have to remind yourself, you've been these experience, you've been through a lot and, and you have to highlight that. So highlight, who you are? So I'm yeah. like, I'm like dancers with curves. Where I'm, I'm a dancers with curves. Hmm. You know. So like, I I started it started off as a hashtag, and once I started marketing, I was like, hashtag dancers like, curves. This is this is what it is. This is who I am. If if you want want me as the face of G Franco, like vote for me. You know, yeah. <laughs> basically. You know, like so you don't see the same thing all the time. I'm hmm. but so.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it.
0: And and I think that it, it literally, it like blew, it blew to proportions that I honestly, I'm so thankful. And I didn't never, never expect it, honestly, because,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, you never think that there's people that are in, you know, that are in the same position as you are, you know, and maybe even more me, like where I have a little bit of a leeway to like be representative of people who don't have a voice, you know? And I think that's what I realized is that, you know, people started seeing that they're like, oh yeah, like, like, you know, you represent what other people don't think that they can do, you know? Mm -hmm. Even the work that I already had done at that point in my life, it's like, you know, I never imagined, you know, they, this is, you know, other people say, I never imagined somebody, you know, that looks like you would be in that position. And, you know, that's awesome. Like, I, you know, I want to vote for you. I want to, you know, I, I want you to be representative of that. And I think that's what, you know, it, it went to a level where I literally, I never would have thought. And, and that's what really sparked, like, it didn't, it wasn't even a dance company at that time. I, I eventually, yeah. I think after like two years, um, I ended up going on my own and doing my own dance with um, curve thing um, in, um, after I'm a Latina. And, you know, because there was a lot of people who, you know, messaged me and said, oh my God, you know, I'm so glad that there's something like this out there. Yeah. you know, like, I'm glad that you can represent something that, you know, a lot of people didn't think that could be possible, you know, because um, it is hard to be recognized like in, in any industry, I would say, you know, Um, to, to look different and you know, Mm -hmm. and because even for myself, like, You know, I have my days. I'm always like, I need pancita, you know, this and that, you know, like, I can't fit in these pants or something, you know. But like, at the end of the day, I'm just like, this is me, you know, like, and that's part of like what I've created, you know, hopefully, like, with what I've had is like enjoying that journey, you know, like, we have to be so thankful to ourselves, you know, like, I mean, it can be way worse than what we are, you know, like I'm, I'm happy that I have my health. I'm happy that I have, again, like what I said, like my body to be able to do what I love, you know? And, and again, I might not be at my healthiest. I might not be at my, you know, at my thinnest or whatever. And I never have, and I don't think I ever will. Honestly, that's not my thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, You know, uh, I mean, I, I gained my COVID weight, but You know, it's, I'm embracing it. And and I think that's part of that journey Mm -hmm. is, is embracing like who you are at the present moment. And then, you know, focusing on like, where do you want to go? You know, do you, do you want to lose weight? Do you want to just get fit? Do you want to do this? You know, I think a lot of people focus on like what you want to be, but not who you are at the present moment. And, and so a lot of people are very hard on themselves um and that's where the mental health and you know kind of thing is is being treating yourself badly for you know a lot of decisions that you might have made i mean we're all human i mean your relationship with food is like you know it can make or break it you know i, I love my food too you know and I and
2: too. i do too <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love my food you know and and I accept that, you know, that's part of me, you know? And if I want to do something about it, then I can, cause I know that I can, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So, but I think again, we're too hard on ourselves sometimes. And I mean, luckily I have dance and dance. and I'll tell you guys this, I don't go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I, you know, gym is boring to me. Yep. You know, if, if um, I, I'm trying even for myself to get into, Um, healthier habits for myself that doesn't necessarily mean I have to lose 50 pounds or whatever, but be in a place where, you know, I'm content with myself for whatever that is, you know, whether it's five pounds or 10 Mm -hmm. pounds or whatever, you know, everybody has, you know, their threshold, but, um, but, you know, I'm not going to be hard on myself if I'm not there today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or the next day, you know, um, it's learning to be patient and, and it's great. I've, I've had such a wonderful experience getting to know a lot of people's stories, um, during, you know, this dancers with curves journey. It's been amazing. You know, like, um, we forget that different cultures have different views
1: mm-hmm. of
0: what is healthy, what is not, what's thick, what's not. I think somebody that, I remember a, a girl from Thailand messaged me and she literally like to our stand to our standards here in L.A. Like she she looks she I mean, she was smaller than I am. And I'm like, oh, you look fine. She's like, yeah, in Thailand, I'm fat. So, and I'm like, what? You know, and but we, so we have to like be conscious about certain things, you know, like and then and that's why I always say like dancers with curves isn't just about curvy women. And it's not women. It's men, too. Yeah. Like, Men female, both female and male, because males go through the same thing, and I feel like males are discriminated upon just because
1: mm-hmm. I
0: think obviously that the women are more of the eye candy in 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 routines when mm-hmm. it comes to performance-wise, and because the men aren't the ones flipping and doing all this and and not in the skimpy outfits, yes. and whatnot. And I think that's why you know it's not as important or you know. Like it doesn't matter as much when Mm -hmm. men have uh, extra weight compared to women. I mean, obviously like, I mean, that shouldn't be the case because men also go through their mental issues as well. And that's why like when people think dance is recursive, like, oh, that's the girl thing. I'm like, no, it's not a girl thing. like.
1: (laughs) No. <laughs> guys go through the same
0: thing as, as women do is just you know it's not put in the spotlight as much as because of the same thing is because women tend to be you know the sex symbols the girls tend to be like you know uh the ones again like i said that have to wear you know a, a leotard and that's a part part of like some of the comments in my videos that I've gotten it's like why is she wearing that you know and i'm like have you seen what other girls wear in competitions and yeah. and shows and stuff they literally wear like a bikini bedazzled with rhinestones like that's all they wear you know <laughs> because i'm wearing it because i have more meat than they do obviously yeah. you know, it's it's going to have a different look and a different feel and it's it's going to be more vulgar you know because i have more coming out than most other people do you know, but it's it's the same thing. It's that stigma, you know, where it's like, well, why can't I wear that, too? I feel comfortable in my own skin to do so. So why not? You know, and again, it's just, you know, what what we've come to view as what's good or not or what's, you know, acceptable or not. And um, and what I was going at is that also with Dances with Curves, it's not just thicker women, it's women, you know, who there's a lot of women who can't even gain weight and wish they gained weight that have like eating disorders Mm -hmm. and you know like I think everybody has to be conscious about whatever you know somebody might or might not be going through you know like Mm -hmm. maybe I have a you know a disorder where I can't lose weight you know because of a condition that I have you know so I can't even help it even if I wanted to. And so like people aren't mindful of that and, and they're vicious. Like people are vicious on, um, especially on social. Social media is such a like good and a bad thing. Unfortunately, you know, I think we've, you know a lot of people know that nowadays, but, um, and that's why I've kind of taken it as a, you know with a grain of salt, a lot of comments and I've learned to be a little bit, I've, I've adapted mm-hmm. to because obviously, you know, it does hurt still sometimes I'm not gonna lie. Um, but you try to just brush it off because I'm like, look at what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm at the end of the day, like I'm inspiring people. Like it's, you know, and and that's what makes me happy with what I'm doing. There's always gonna be somebody a, cri- a critic. There's always gonna be somebody you that doesn't like you. Like it's just, this just the world. How the world works.
2: No, I, I I totally agree and. What I would say is that for me overall, seeing your work over the years, you are really molding the minds of the new generation of dancers and also changing the outlook on what the perception should be. Because over my many years, especially in New York, when it came to females and male dancers, there was a specific type of how you should look. I can honestly say from my standpoint, um, I've gone through a similar journey just like yourself. Uh, but for me, I was a lot more upfront about not caring. And I realized that me not caring about what other people thought, I thought other people who thought like me or looked like me would act the same way, but I realized everybody internalizes things different. Yeah. And for me putting that 110% in every show I got, got me a lot of recognition got me the chance to go to different teams and train with them and perform. And there were times that I would tell people, especially when we in a couple routine, I hope you're ready because I'm going to make sure I look a lot better than most of y'all up here. And I would tell people that. And I was completely honest because the thing was, for so many years, there was that stigma of, you don't look good in this outfit, you need to lose a couple pounds. Mm-hmm. How many times I've been told over the years that, hey, if you get lost about 10, 20 pounds, I think you look great in that costume. Great. I could care less about the costume. Let's see how this routine is going to look and then tell me something after. Yeah, I guess over the years, especially uh, being introduced to you, especially to social media, you living in L.A., but the power of social media, like you said, it is a blessing, but it's also a curse. The price of fame, the price of viral fame and realizing, too, as we talked as well realizing that the same videos you were a part of was the same videos that I saw. And of course, I understood that pain because those same comments I was being told publicly about me in New York backstages, and I had to internalize it and put it out in a positive way for myself. Because I realized, too, the power of words, realizing there are so many dancers that I have met that do no, no longer dance anymore. Because the perception and the idea that other people have of themselves overran everything yeah they realized or they took every note that everyone put about them and they just stopped doing what they loved their passion was gone because they felt no one appreciated them yeah but realizing too over the years the conversations that me and you are having are so needed are so warranted but realizing that our perseverance and our triumph over those adversities, but also the honesty and transparency that me and you have when we say, yeah, at times those things hurt because what we're trying to put across to people and understand is like, hey, we're dancers just like you. You may a different size, but hey, we're doing the same choreography and pushing out the same effort. The thing is that I've realized over time is that people who don't understand you they are fear of the unknown. If they don't know you, it's easy for them to write a comment Absolutely. because what they want is a reaction. And for me, I would say, in the past ten years, honestly, you have been one of my top five favorite artists, oh. and I and I mean that thoroughly because it's not just the choreographies you're a part of or the teams you've been a part of, but also the messages you've been pushing forward because it's easy for someone to take a class, join a team, do a show, travel with them. But what are you doing besides that? Realizing a person like yourself who had a message, who had an opportunity with Gene Franco, that hashtag turned into a movement. People like pretty big movement out here on the East Coast, Mm -hmm. a, a group of people like that, um, artists that I've seen, I uh, forgot his first name, uh, Kavanaugh, a heavier set guy who dances ballet. I've seen on YouTube and other social platforms, realizing there are people that look just like us. Yeah, Beautiful work. And again, over the ta- past 10 years, 10, 15 years, the inclusivity has increased. The yeah. focus exactly. on appreciating the art form is more apparent rather than a pr- or underappreciating the person's physical form. Because I've seen people look just like me, just like you, even bigger, doing just as much work, if not even more. And realizing is that, you know, it's people like me, people like you, and other people, other dancers with curves, other people who believe in that movement that are pushing a positive message forward. Because if we don't think about how many dancers will stop dancing because of the way other people feel about them.
0: Absolutely, and I think, I think again, it's something that like was instilled. I, I'm also an only child, so mm-hmm. like for me, my privilege—not privileges, but like you know—it's been like my parents have always focused on me. You know, so it's always be like they've always told me like be different, be independent. Mm-hmm. You know, like and and that's gotten me through so much because mm-hmm. honestly, like even going applying for different opportunities to do stuff you know like um two key two other two key parts that you probably don't know either and that's out there it is like i also auditioned for so you think you can dance and see like uh season two here in la um they showed um like i made it to where they went on the stage and everything our solos in front of the judges and it was so damn it like um I was so upset because the way that they, they portrayed me on -hmm. on the show. And I wish I probably would have sent you that video so you could see what I'm talking about, but they showed my part of my routine. And like, I don't know, I remember I did like a, I think it was like a salsa tone or something where it was like Uh DLG. I did DLG where it was like salsa and like, but hip hop kind Mm -hmm. of thing and like there's a part where i'm just like shaking and i do this and they put somebody else's comments on my video on like after that they showed my clip of Mm -hmm. me they put the like the mary murphy who was one of the judges at the time she was like uh what is all that jiggling and that's just just like you know it's not acceptable you know like you know basically talking about you know like there's just so much of you out there and that wasn't even something that they even told me that was somebody else's mm-hmm.
1: commentary.
0: so like my commentary you know was obviously i didn't make it onto the show but like you know, it was not that commentary that basically like, oh, you need to work on your stuff and then come back or whatever. Yeah. You know? But you know, for entertainment purposes, which, which upsets me, which is how is an entertainment purpose of body shaming somebody like entertainment? You know, like, like there's certain types where it's just like things that like keep like trying to like tear you down. Where mm-hmm. it's like, like people are trying to dance. You know, like, and I understand like. Like, I used to watch So You Think You Can Dance all the time, and even Mm -hmm. shows where, like, you know, some people can't dance, but, like, you know, people make it entertaining to to laugh at people about because they can't dance or, you know, they think that they can dance. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so I was very, like, if off and on about that show, but I Mm -hmm. did not have mixed feelings (laughs) about Mm -hmm. certain things, you know, because I had to experience it myself, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, but but it definitely, I don't know, I I can see how there's a lot of people who tried to break me down and I didn't allow it, you know, and especially yeah. because of the way I looked, you know, and when I first, I also joined, I forgot honestly what the team was, um, a salsa team um and i forgot about it because honestly i literally put it behind me and i'm just Mm -hmm. like i don't even want to be a part of this like basically like i auditioned for this team and she's like oh you're so good you're amazing she's like but i need you to lose weight because um you're not gonna look good in the costume Mm -hmm. i need you to look like all the other girls on the team so like once you lose weight then you know like i'll you know you can be on there on the team but you won't be able to perform until you lose weight Mm -hmm. and i'm like
2: Bye. Bye. Wait, is that the bye?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my
2: god. I, the, the <laughs> number the times that I've heard that about me and I've literally told directors, fuck you, because <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care. And and the thing is this, this is um something that Carlos had brought up here was and it, and it hit me was one video. And a person I truly, and I'm going to tell you this, and I'm got to, to tell you this, that I lost all respect for was Jay Ramirez. That was a person I lost total respect for. I knew him as a musician, and he knew of an artist that I knew, but I had to be completely honest. A person with that type of platform and that type of reach, um, certain people use their platforms for good, and I feel in that specific part... When he did a viral video that showed you, mm-hmm. and it went kind of viral on the Dominican circuit that I used to follow, and just see about my chat. Cardi
0: childhood. B message, she commented on it too. Cardi B. Yeah, she did. Yeah.
2: And what did she before, say
0: before he put it down because there were so many people in his DMs talking shit to him, basically saying like people who were supporting me in the dancing, you know saying like, what the hell is wrong with you? like take it down.
2: And that's the thing is that you know what it is people in those positions it's until they get that backlash they don't understand the repercussions. But realizing too I would say is this Carol, over the years, from your training, from your performing, from now the organization that you built, the big keyword for me is your representation. You are a representation of what people like me and other people that look like us want to see. Because when we don't see that representation, there is no goal. There is no, hey, I wanna do, I wanna be this type of person.
1: Yeah,
2: And realizing over the years, whether it's in the dance world, music world, acting, Uh, The inclusion and the representation of people that look like us, that are shaped like us, is happening more. But I believe in our dance world, specifically bachata, salsa, kizomba, whatever, zook, that representation of people that have different body types is even becoming more and more prevalent. And for me, I honestly feel that you are a trailblazer because you are putting your, you are putting, your heart on the line, you're putting your craft on the line, and to see also even your classes that I honestly I'm not gonna lie, I fanboy over them every time <laughs> I'm watching them. Cause I'm like, for me, one thing I really cherish is to see the students' the students' reaction to the classes when they're having fun, when they're loving what they're doing. And again, I appreciate seeing everything you've been able to do over the years and you're still pushing forward, you're still pushing content, you're still relevant, you're still present, even through everything that we're going through. Yeah, everything. <laughs> and, and, you know, realizing too, this is kind of my last question before we get into the segment that I have called The Randoms. Yes. Is with everything going on, kind of present day 2021, um, of course you're still doing great work, teaching your classes. What do you see for the future of our dance community kind of going forward? Oh, what are you looking forward to or what would you like to see happen going forward?
0: Honestly, I feel like we need a lot more community mm-hmm. and and I think love and support for one another. Um, I think part of the whole, um, the bashing, it, it, it surprises me that mm-hmm. a lot of it comes from women to women, you know, like yeah. where, like, it's like, where is the women empowerment? Where is this whole, like, you know, why are we hating on each other, especially with women, you know, mm-hmm. but like, even just ourselves as, as artists, like, I feel like we try to compete with each other so much instead of trying to like, unite. I think even,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think COVID was honestly a good thing
1: mm-hmm. for,
0: it, a good and bad thing for the dance community. Cause at first, Everybody was like, oh, my God, we can't go into the studio. What are we going to do now? You know, like, obviously, mm. everybody was bank- banks on, like, making their money through privates and all of that stuff. But it, it it sparked, I think, the creative side of everybody um, mm. on how, how to go forward doing certain things. Um, and literally uh, doing, like, online boot camps, yeah. um, I felt, like, united a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. Like people from like, like Desiree, from yeah. um, Daniel and Desiree reached out to me, which was mm-hmm. like, I fangirl over her too, you know, <laughs> like everybody else. And she messaged me to be part of her boot camp
2: mm-hmm. lineup
0: of artists, of international artists. Like, like that for me was like amazing, you know, like even just having that kind of stuff like happening, right. you know, and, and to be a part of that was, you know like I was fangirling for that. You know, I was like, you know, I can't believe I've gotten. For me it's like another level of achievement, you know. Mm-hmm. But but I think um it's forced us to kind of like, you know, come together a little bit. I and that I wish I could I we see we could see more frequently.
1: Yeah.
0: Um because we need each other. We need we need each other in this community to be able to thrive, you know? Like Why am I going to hate on somebody else who's like, you know, everybody's so talented, you know, everybody has their own thing that they're good at, you know, let's, let's, let's add to that. And that's actually, that's part of what I'm doing currently Mm -hmm. with my dance classes. Um, I created a, like every Wednesday I have a pop-up where like every other Wednesday I teach and then every other Wednesday between that I, I have guest instructors come to my, to my, you know where I teach mm-hmm. so I can give them exposure and then give exposure to my students. Cause like, I, I am a advocate of being a versatile dancer. I, you know, obviously I do my hip hop, my jazz, all of that's Like my background, I love yeah. different dance styles. Like I love, love, like, like tapping into so many different, there's so much out there in, in terms yeah. of dance and, you know, just, being able to support other artists especially in LA at least for now you know um like i feel like we need a lot more of that you know and and i i'm trying to do my part in like recognizing a lot of artists that i've worked with and their friends and stuff that like to bring them in and expose my dancers like i'm and a part of it is that like people are scared to lose their dancers to other artists you know (laughs) and and especially like in LA there's so many dance teams or there have been so many dance teams and like I'm I'm not the shit in everything that I do like you know like I I, I'm good at what I do but I'm not the only teacher out there you know like there's so many people that I tell my my dancers go train with like as many people as you can and if you end up liking them better cool that's your dance journey you know like I can't I'm not gonna make you stay at my play at my you know my dance company. and there's certain dance companies who who actually don't allow you to be a part of other dance teams when you're part of that dance team. I know. And it's- I feel like um, for me, I feel like that limits the dancers and I get it because you want them to you know be exclusive and you want them to focus on just that. You know i mean if you're in a competition cool you know but if it's just a dance performance team like how yeah. are you gonna limit your students <laughs> you know? like like i'm not the best instructor out there you know i'm like you know like i want them to experience other teachers and other teams if they can i, I know this one ricardo i'm sure everybody in la knows ricardo he's been mm-hmm. on like every single dance team in in the dance community. And he's like, I don't even know how he does it. Like he's on like five dance teams all at once. I'm like, do you have a life? Do you work? But like, you know, that's great. Like, I'm glad he's been able to expose himself to stuff, and just like the same thing with,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I've had dancers leave my my dance company and go to other, um, you know, other dance teams. Yeah. And I'm so proud of seeing their growth, you know, like, and seeing what they can do for themselves, you know, like they all have different dance journeys and that's what it's about, you know, like being able to do what you love, you know? So I, I, I think for me, that's what I would like to see more is like people being more open to that and, and be less competitive and just, you know, mm. embrace every, everybody's talent, you know, cause if, if we don't have each other, we're not going to have this dance community anytime in the future. Like, it's just, it's not going to go anywhere.
2: I, I definitely understand and I agree, and I'm going to say this honestly, I am so thankful that our dancing has a person like you, because <laughs> the fact that you can be so honest and transparent when we're in a, a world that kind of shies away from that and you're supposed to be perfect, Um, I love that you can actually give your honest opinion on things because it is prevalent, no matter what state it is, if it's New York, LA, or abroad, Many of us dancers have these same opinions and um, problems, and it's good to also really speak on that. It, it means a lot, um, and I definitely hope as well that the community aspect grows even more, especially from what we're going through still. Because with the pandemic, I think people have to understand too. I, I and I'll end this before we go into the segment. Is I want dancers to understand is that this is a privilege. To dance.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Going,
2: yeah. Going through this pandemic, realizing that it's an airborne virus that is viral. And what do we love to do when we dance? Connect. So the closer we are, this is a issue coming in the pandemic. My biggest thing to tell people is if you keep or organizers, keeping your dancers as safe as possible allows your dancers to feel safe. And that helps more dancers come about in the future. Because when people see, hey, this is a safe environment, they care about how I feel, they care about my safety, more people are gonna be more accepting and realizing, I wanna come back to a dance community that I can see the people of old, but also understand the people of the new. Because you know when we come back, our scene is gonna look different. The mm-hmm. same thing you saw dancing, Week after week after weekend, going to Congress after Congress, they have a different life. Mm-hmm. And you know, realizing like you said, um with everything going on, I mean, not many teachers are around. Many teachers have changed professions and mm-hmm. to keep studios open, it's not easy, but it's yeah. you and many others that have been able to stick it out and still produce amazing content. And I can't wait to see, some of the amazing work you have coming in the future for sure. And, and now it brings us to our closing segment called the randoms where I ask you about 10 random questions <laughs> that, you know, can be a little spicy, be a little fun, you know, be a little crazy, but it'll allow me to get to know you a whole lot better. So all I need to know, Carol, is when you are ready
0: i'm ready i just want to give a shout out to like my current partner joel because you're talking about like in the future and stuff like i'm very very lucky to be working currently with somebody who's accepting 110 percent of who i am and mm-hmm. like so proud to like be with me like i love like my partner and um we have like a lot of cool things that that like we have coming up, um, mm-hmm. you know, that we're working with and stuff. Um, Carlos, you are also are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and <they're in> <laughs> He's like, but what about me? I'm like, no, Mesco was amazing. And then he
2: says you left them. So, you know, you know, it's okay. It's <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I didn't leave you. Um, but but yeah, like um I, you know, we have things working that we're working on and and whatnot. Like Building a team together too, and 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 you know having you know these we him and I haven't even performed. It's so weird, like we haven't because of COVID. Like we haven't like officially like debuted like to an actual part. yeah. Like it's it's really our our debut was in a in a oh, video cool. online. Yeah, I saw so it was so weird, you know, it's so different. So like, you know, things are changing like little by little, you know, I'm mm-hmm. being completely patient cause in LA like socials are starting to pop up and stuff right now. And I'm just like, I'm chilling, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, you know, little by little, because again, I, I also have my students to worry about yeah. and you know, like I, I wanna make sure they feel safe too because I am teaching in, in the studio and cause I don't wanna be out. about if i don't need to
2: um
0: so yeah and there's my mom in the background
2: (laughs) (laughs) much love
0: so yeah sorry just wanted to put that out there
2: absolutely big shout out to joelle i definitely did love that virtual video you guys did i mean hey you guys were able to produce something even in the craziest times that we have so i definitely appreciate it And, and i think too the first question I think we talked about. I know you're from Costa Rica and I know you yes. live in LA. So I know your palate is definitely good. So let me know for the first question. If you could have one meal, what would it be?
0: <laughs> right now I'm really into Korean barbecue. <laughs> Ooh,
2: yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. I love it. I love, I love
0: it. me some Korean barbecue. Just oh. give me some of
2: that and I'll be good. But beef, you got um, BB Bob, all yeah, all oh, that yeah. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, next question is, if you're at a social right now in the future, had one song to dance to, what would that song be?
0: Ooh, like, does it matter what genre, like bachata. Genre. Also... Oh, oh, you just, there's so many songs. I honestly, like in general, I love a good slow bachata. Like I, mm-hmm. I love being very traditional when it comes to just like without the turns and all of that, like something yeah, yeah, yeah. just be, you know, that feels good.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I mean, honestly, I don't know. Like, and and, and I'll be completely honest too. Yeah. Like, I'm terrible at knowing names of, of songs. Like if a song comes on, I'll I'll know that I'll know yeah. the song itself, but like you, an artist or the name, like I probably won't even remember.
2: Oh my God. What Carlos says, leave the door open, which they actually came out with a Bachata remix to uh, Dave Aguilar, I'm going to get that song from him, is an amazing, I've heard that new Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. oh, beautiful. There's
0: a Bachata remix yeah. of it now?
2: And when I get it, I will send it to you. Okay. I got
0: you. I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, nowadays,
2: I'm definitely not surprised. Any song that comes out will probably be remixed, but by the right person. Next question is... What is your dream vacation destination?
0: Oh, this one's easy. Greece.
2: Oh, Santorini.
0: Just Greece. Okay. Thank,
2: <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you, you. Take
0: me to Greece. Like, oh, I love I that's my dream vacation there.
2: Oh, I definitely hope. You could definitely go there in the future. You definitely I, hope.
0: I was planning for this year, like mm-hmm. for, for my 40th, my big 4 Yeah. I that's I mean, my, my best friend is Le- uh, Lexi. Um, she actually, she, um, Lexi
2: Shreve. yes, yes, I definitely, like, I've, I've heard of her and I actually plan to have her hopefully in the future. On the oh, podcast. Yes. I've seen yes. Her work before. Amazing. I love it. Yes.
0: Well. She's amazing too at what she does, but she's, she's a, a flight attendant. So, mm-hmm. um, luckily we have, we still have her benefits. So I'm like, girl, like <laughs> this year we're going to do it. We're going to great stuff.
2: I mean, you got you to gotta use that that discount somehow. Oh, yeah <laughs> I mean, it's your 40th. Please, like if you're listening to this or you do listen to it, please, for her 40th, you got to do it, babe. Okay? Yes. I got you. <laughs> All right. Next question is, I'm assuming I know the answer to this, but what did Carol want to be at 10 years old?
0: <laughs> I always wanted to be a dancer.
2: <laughs> oh my I, mean,
0: I, I think I wanted specifically to be a ballet dancer at that time, like mm-hmm. point like ballet dancing. Yes. My aunt was a professional ballet dancer at that time.
1: Mm, I and, and that she, gave
0: her, she gave me her ballet, her geese ballet shoes, and I was like always and not she would take me to her like dance her rehearsals, her ballet mm-hmm. rehearsals, and I was like, oh, I want to do that, that or a professional Latin ballroom dancer.
2: Mm. Oh, I'll tell you this. If you were in the ballroom scene, I think you'd be electrifying. Oh I my mean, god.
0: Everything. I like I I haven't even been to a live ballroom competition and yeah. I that's one of my dreams actually to go to one of those. I actually just had a Latin ballroom instructor come to my studio and teach my girls. Um oh, yeah. Latin Ballroom Cha Cha. It was so I haven't posted the videos yet, but it was really yeah. awesome. It was got me out of my comfort zone, because trust me, like, I, you, and it's funny, because with dancers, you think that they know how to do any type of dance, but. Mm-hmm. Mm,
2: no, that, <laughs> that is not the case. All right. No. <laughs> Next question is, and this is a kind of one or the other question. Do you prefer flats or do you prefer heels? <laughs>
0: I am such a boy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I actually, I think, I feel like I'm more of a tomboy than, like, I mean, trust me. When I dress up, I dress up. So
1: yeah.
0: Um, but I definitely, even even if I'm short, and that's it, it's surprising because I'm sure more sh- most short peak girls will be like, oh, heels, so I can look taller. Again, mm. I'm embracing how short I am. I don't I've,
2: care. I'm mean, really I- comfortable.
0: <laughs> 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 All
2: right. Next question is: You have three choices. If you right now, somebody said, Carol, I need you to break out a freestyle. Would it be a salsa, bachata, or hip hop?
0: Hip hop.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like I'm like, my mind, I already know, but I just. not <laughs> And of course, Carlos here is saying, you know, she's definitely she's a tomboy and teachers <laughs> are life for her. All right. So that even better. Thank you, Carlos, because this is going to be my next question will be, What is your favorite sneaker? Nikes. Okay. I wear Nikes. Any Any, like the Roshi's? Any Air Max? Anything specific you like?
0: I've been more into Air Maxes, but uh, my um one of my favorite ones that I don't use as much are my LeBron. I think they Mm were the Miamis.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which ones.
0: Because it took me a while to find them. Because I have like little kid size shoes, oh, so it's and like
2: the kid section, as Carlos is trying to kid say. section
0: exactly. See?
2: you're lucky because your shoes almost half off, and I wear yeah. size thirteen. So yes. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah I'm like a three and a half, three or three and a half youth. So I definitely get the best out of the 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 cheaper cheaper shoes, exactly. but but yeah.
2: All right. All right. Next question. What would be your superpower?
0: Um, to heal, Mm. I guess.
2: Yeah. A healer.
0: A healer. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a softie when it comes to like seeing people like in pain or hurt. Like I, I, I'm always a, I'm a fixer. I'm, (laughs) That's. I think that's a. It's a good thing and it's a bad thing because I. I tend to put myself before a lot of people, and I think you, you
2: tend to put others before yourself.
0: Yes. The, did I say that? the
2: opposite didn't say, way. You did you tend to put yourself I did say that.
0: I just <laughs> it just clicked. It meant the other way.
2: Gotcha. I completely. I understand. put
0: other people before me.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, I've heard that answer before, and I love when I hear that because I mean I think this world overall needs healing. And no matter if it's a person you know or don't know, you can always help someone. So my next question is, and this is a spicy question because this is going to give education to a lot of leads. What is Carol's biggest turnoff for a lead who wants to dance with her?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um... I think just guys who try to go above and beyond. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like like they try to be so extra, especially when they know that they're da- dancing with like an artist. Like, you know, especially like dipping. Don't dip somebody, like mm-hmm. if you don't know how to do it, like, or don't know the, te- cause there's a technique to dipping. You don't know if somebody mm-hmm. has like, a back issue or a neck issue. I literally, somebody did it to me and he let me go and I fell on the floor.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh,
0: because he was trying he was trying to be slick and literally like i he let me go and i hit the floor <laughs>
2: so. i think that's why they call it connection because <laughs> <laughs> there's a be a connection between the two not that's the thing that's the one of the biggest things i hate as a videographer because i think especially men and i'm talking specifically male leads my biggest issue is when they're dipping you're not in tw- you're not um connecting with your follow because you're trying to make an impact but if they're not in unison things aren't going the same way and they're not mm-hmm. following you that's where the injuries are
0: getting picked up
2: oh yes that is another big one because i guess a lot of especially males that i've seen do that i look at the woman's face and when she looks like what is happening and i'm like this isn't fun for her. There's no, no. way you can do that video. So, so, and I, I tell, and just like you said, the picking up, the dipping, for any leads that are thinking about dipping and picking up a follow, please think twice before you do it. Oh, yeah. M- maybe even- Especially just at-
0: injury-wise, you know? Like, like yeah. that's why, I mean, that's partly why a lot of artists don't like to go social dancing,
1: right? Mm, like, okay.
0: As part of their contract, because I know a lot of, artists are required to go okay you have to go to social dancing yeah because like dancing's they living so if you mess them up because you try to be super mm-hmm. cool and do something like you know you messed up somebody's arm if you tried to do like a super fancy yeah. like, turn or something you know like we have to take care of our bodies so you can't just be doing random stuff like that you know like mm. the but the biggest turn on is when it's just musicality like yeah. when, when they know the music like something so simple that pe- that's why i mean like l- they feel like they need to do these drastic big things when mm-hmm. like the littlest things actually make the biggest difference it's like that connection where like you know if you they, they know the song and they do like you know the musicality with it mm-hmm. is that that there's like whoa that's that's what gets me
2: all right. Well, second to last, before second to last question is, what is a special talent that Carol has?
0: <laughs> a special talent besides dancing, um, eating? No.
2: <laughs> you can crunch some numbers for sure. Uh,
0: yeah. No. Yeah. I. I. When a lot of people think that, like, it's, I'm actually a smarty pants. So mm-hmm. I. I am definitely good with
2: numbers (laughs) I mean to go to Loyola Marymount to be an accountant I mean you gotta have a brain honestly you gotta have some wit so
0: well I I went I went to Pepperdine University for my master's oh my
2: god you're just like oh god I honestly every time I hear a university I just think of like student debt and it's just like
0: oh Oh my god don't even get me started I when mean I literally when I was telling you, I just when I I literally just bought a house yeah. and that was my biggest issue in a in like qualifying for a f- freaking house yeah. loan are my damn student loans. Yeah. Like y'all. But mysterious. I'm glad you got
2: that education. And you know, definitely kudos to you. And now my last question is yes. if you could dance with if you had a if you were at a social or congress, matter of fact and you can only dance with one lead, who would that be?
0: Mm. Hmm. I've had a lot of good, like...
2: I've seen, I've seen a lot of good, very good leads you've danced with.
0: I have a lot of fun, surprisingly, and it just comes off the top of my Herald. Mm-hmm. Rancano? Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, from Harold. Yeah, I mean, he's a world champion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Harold from Harold and Reagan? Yes. Oh my god, yes, yes, I definitely know because he won at the summit. I think last year, the year, the year before last. I think so. Yeah, with his partner Harold and, yeah. Yeah, Harold and Reagan. Yes. Wow. Yeah, she is amazing. That's awesome.
0: He's actually, really fun to dance with. So, like, because literally, that's just like the first thing that popped into my head. But, yeah, Um,
2: that's for a reason. So, I mean, I definitely respect it. And honestly, Kara, I really thank you for doing this segment. I love doing this at the end with all of my guests because it allows me to know a little bit more about you, uh, knowing that you don't like dips and you don't like pickups from the wrong people. Um, and that you love Korean barbecue. So I hopefully in the future, because I'll be- We're
0: going social. on well, yeah, We
2: definitely are. When I will be going to LA in the, yes. in the future for sure to be, do some filming with some artists that I'm talking to. So I'm definitely gonna make a trip to see you for sure, Korean barbecue on me, without a doubt.
0: Absolutely, also,
2: Down. now it brings us to the conclusion of our discussion tonight and honestly from start to finish i've loved each and every minute i've taken every piece of information you've talked about as gems and for me helping help me apply that and help other people as well because i think with the conversations we have it helps start the conversation of course that ultimately makes the changes that we want to see so you know for me I'm thankful I could have you on tonight, but at least before we go, I would love to know if you had any last few words for myself in the audience, but also contact info on how people can reach you about classes and upcoming projects you might have.
0: Yeah, I mean, just in general, like like don't give up on what you want to do, you know, um, especially, you know, those who, you know, that have followed me and, and, and just follow me in general. Like, I mean... Yeah, I—I I mean, what else can I say? It's just, just go for what you want. Like, it doesn't matter what other people say. Like, you—that's why I was like, for me, it's just like, I love to dance, and I'm gonna show the world how much I love to dance. And period. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, and that's always—that's always been my goal. So, whether again, whether people like it or not, whatever you know, yeah. like, I can't—you can't please everybody. And there's there's definitely not that's not the case, but I've been very thankful again, and blessed that there have been so much support in, in, in what I do and what I bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, I, I don't offer the same thing as everybody else. And I'm glad that it's been super receptive. Mm -hmm. Um, my work has and you know what I've done up to this point and even like that I created my boutique, For Mm -hmm. Dancers with Curves, my active, my athleisure active wear. Um, So with that, like, you know, DancersWithCurves.com, if you guys want to support and, you know, buy your Dancers with Curves gears and stuff. And um, I got to send you a shirt.
2: Yes. And I'll tell you, this is even besides that, after you just told me the info, I was already going to buy a shirt, especially for my wife. Out there as well. I'm gonna
0: send you something. Oh my
2: god, thank you. But (laughs) at the same time, I gotta still support you no matter what, because what you're doing, I wish it could have been done years ago. But the way you do it just works so well. And honestly, the energy that you have, I think, is works so well because there's certain people that can do certain things at certain times, and it's genuine rather than it be a gimmick you came with love and you came with being you and that's what i most appreciate
0: thank you always you know you you got to be honest and you got to be pure like like you know it's just there's so many fake people out there i just can't Absolutely. like it's like <laughs> i'm like ah. so like i i'm appreciative and and um, again for your platform for this because you know it 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 is a different story when you hear it from you know from the person's mouth when, you know, coming from where it came from and, and I'm excited for the future um, to see what, what, you know, what, what unravels basically and what we end up doing. And hopefully we just become, you know, a lot closer. Um, Bye Carlos. Love you too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, and, and honestly, Carol, I mean, honestly, like I said, again, from start to finish, I've enjoyed every moment because, again, just from seeing you from a uh, social media standpoint, seeing the various shows and performances, you're just a ball of energy. And I love it because those are the people I gravitate towards. Uh, because, again, in our scene, we got so many dancers, and it's hard for a lot of people to just be individuals. So for me, seeing what you've been doing and still doing and continue to create, I supported 1,000%. Me and the podcast. um, uh, definitely after this interview, I'll be posting a link to danceswithcurves.com so people can check it out as well. And I would love to have you on, especially for the future. Actually, I would love to do a dances with curves panel and have yes. people with yourself and dances with curves talking about new projects you guys have and initiatives. So honestly, thank you
1: absolutely
2: everything tonight. Uh thank you for taking your time out. You're a homeowner. Congratulations. Yeah amazing (laughs) because i know that la market is crazy at times
0: (laughs) (laughs) very lucky to have found something in la i literally was about to go two hours from here in fontana and be like i'm gonna have to commute yeah um, it it was tough but it, it got done thank god
2: Absolutely. And honestly, I want again, want to thank you so much for your time and effort. I've had an amazing time from the comments I've been seeing throughout and the ones I even haven't checked on yet. There's been a lot and people have loved this episode. So I thank you, Carol, for everything. Thank you so um, much, yes. yes, everyone. Definitely stay tuned. Carol will definitely be back on the podcast with more of Dances with curves. And honestly, thank you all for tuning in tonight. I've had an amazing time. Thank you all. Stay safe. And we'll see you next time.
0: Have a great
1: night.